on my bed, when I bought a new pair of runners, so I was very much into athletics in high school, I would sleep the first evening, like my, my runners would sit on my bed and I would sleep with my runners. Like there was some intuition. I don't know. You know, they were going to help me reach new levels in my basketball, volleyball career. I don't know. Hello, and welcome to the wake up with gratitude podcast, where we share tips, tricks, and hacks on how to practice gratitude daily. Whether you're a gratitude guru or you've lost your gratitude journal once again, we've got you covered. We share personal and authentic stories from our guests who are entrepreneurs, business professionals, parents, caregivers, and everyday human beings just like you and I. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and I'm an intuitive business and health coach, and I'm here to inspire you to choose to wake up with gratitude every single day. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Julie Boye, and today I'm welcoming my friend, Amanda De Silva, and we have such a great conversation on some really interesting topics. Of course, we talk about gratitude and how that influences us as leaders, and we talk about what it means to be a natural-born leader or how do we actually create more leaders. Amanda is so good at helping us to understand also how to be leveraging our time and harnessing our energy so that we're focusing on the things that we do best. Amanda has an amazing solution-focused mindset. She's a personal development coach and a growth mindset mentor, and she has incredible experience not only as a business owner, uh, she's worked in leadership on the corporate side as well. She's a mom of two. She is a blogger. She is a vlogger. There are just so many ways that Amanda uh, is of service to her community. So I'm excited for us to hear what she has to share. And I do recommend if you can grab a notebook or put some notes in your phone, because in our short 30 minutes together, Amanda shares so many incredible wisdom nuggets that you'll want to take with you. Before we start today's episode, I would love your help. One of the easiest ways for the podcast to grow is for you to leave a review on your favorite podcast app. A five-star review, if you're loving this podcast, would be amazing. And if you have the 30 to 90 seconds to write a couple of sentences about an episode that made an impact on your life, or maybe just this podcast in general, how you've benefited from it, it helps other people to find this podcast and connect with it. I love that you're here listening and I appreciate every time you download and listen to an episode and I want to get this message of gratitude out to so many more people and I need your help for for that. So if you could take a few minutes of your time, maybe pause the podcast right now and drop me a review, that would be absolutely amazing. All right, now that you're back, let's get into this episode with Amanda DeSilva. Hello friends. Welcome to the wake up with gratitude podcast. I'm your host, Julie Boye. And today I'm bringing you Amanda De Silva. Good morning, my friend. Good morning. I'm so so excited. excited. (laughs) Me too. This is going to be fun. So 
Uh, Amanda has a lot to offer to us today in the podcast. I'm really excited to finally connect with her. Um, I think I proposed a podcast episode to her almost a year ago. Uh, and it's so interesting to see how both our lives have changed in that one year. But she is a personal development coach and a growth mindset mentor. She actually does this incredible weekly blog and video series called Mindset Monday. She's got more than 20 years of experience in the coaching profession. Uh, she's also the co-founder and chief sales officer of Maple Organics, a wonderful line of Canadian made, actually locally BC made products that uh, that's actually how Amanda and I connected was through the wonderful products of Maple Organics. And she's also featured in this amazing book, uh, 365 Pursuit, which is a, yeah, there you go. If you're watching the video, um, this book is a collaboration between um, incredible women across Canada, sharing their stories, entrepreneurs, business owners, uh, really featuring and showcasing the incredible women that we have here in Canada. And so after that big introduction, <laughs> so incredible. Yes. It's all about uh, the power of connection, right? So um, whatever I can offer. <laughs> well, and I forgot to mention that you're a mom of two as well. So yes. You know, and I think one of the things we're going to talk about today is leveraging time because <laughs> after I read all that and share that you're a mom, I'm like, how does she figure that all out? But um, I always like yeah. to start the podcast with a little bit of my guest's stories. So, you know, you seem really organized. You've got a bunch of things going on. Like, did you grow up this way with like always wanting things to be organized and with this like happy mindset? Um I would have to say yes. I mean, my mother and my father and my grandmother, because I grew up in a household with my grandparents. Uh, my, my grandpa passed away when I was five. I remember being in, going into kindergarten at that time. And I remember the photos of him and I would get up in the morning and we'd watch cartoons and he wouldn't want the cartoons. He'd want his program anyway. But um, I digress. The, uh, the, the environment that I was in was always very positive. Uh, my parents also always pushed me to try new things. So I had to try something. If I didn't love it, I'd have to pick something else. And so, um, you know, I, I was always instilled with this, I guess, focus and energy to keep pursuing and keep trying new things and persevering through whatever difficulties or challenges might arise. And I think as a young person, my mom always laughs about this because she didn't instill this in me, but she would walk into my room and I wouldn't always divulge what happened at school. My oldest is very much the same, uh, but I would have a notebook next to my my desk or my bed, uh, my bedside table. And I would always have either to do's or, you know, exciting things that I was looking forward to. And one funny little uh, aspect that I also used to uh, get it really excited about, this is a, a funny thing about me, is that on my bed, when I bought a new pair of runners, so I was very much into athletics in high school, I would sleep the first evening, like my, my runners would sit on my bed and I would sleep with my runners. Like there was some intuition. I don't know, you know, they were going to help me reach new levels in my basketball, volleyball career. I don't know. But, you know, I have always had these funny little nuances and things that I've done, um, whether it be by the environment that I was brought up in or just, yeah, funny idiosyncrasies that I guess I came up with along the way. So <laughs> I've never heard that before. Sleeping with your running shoes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for luck. That's awesome. So I didn't know that about you. You were an athlete before. Like, is that something that, that continued like into uh, post-secondary or yes. did you do that as an adult or? 
Yes, yes. So, uh, so basically, in high school, I was always like, athlete of the year. So I took part in oh. soccer, volleyball, baseball, um, long distance running. Uh, you know, all of those sports. And the funny part about it was. In elementary school, we had a PE teacher, Mr. Fort, actually. Uh, and so he would he was totally into marathon distance running. And so that's all we ever did. And I signed up for that program. I was there early in the morning and we ran and we we had those little stamp cards. And so I was eager to get up, get going and do that. And so I built up my endurance through that program, but we never did sports and I never understood it. So then when I got to high school, I tried out for all these teams and then I became the captain. And I think it was just due to my leadership capacity. It definitely wasn't due to my skill because I had no skill per se coming in, but I was determined and a hard worker and I persevered. Like I was that that child that got up in the morning, my boyfriend would walk me, you know, six in the morning, it was dark out, get to school. I would have basketball practice. He would do his homework or whatever that was. And then after school, I'd be shooting hoops and practicing with him. So yeah, it just, just determined, I guess. Um, so that was part of it. And then I actually had my my teachers at in high school said, no, 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 you're a natural born leader and teacher. You must go into teaching. Originally, I wanted to go into law. Um, and, and I said, OK, no one in my family has ever gone to post-secondary. So sure, let's sit down. Let's fill out the paperwork. Thanks so much for your references and help. I was admitted to UBC and I went through human kinetics. And so I, I also continued to play volleyball Um recreationally. And, and then I was involved in a few car accidents that debilitated me and, and uh, couldn't continue at that same level. So yeah. Wow. That's, that was a lot. And it's so, it's so really interesting, Amanda, uh, that I don't think we knew this about each other, but I studied kinesiology. Oh, wow. Yeah, we have so much in common. <laughs> McMaster. Oh, cool. Yeah, back in Ontario, because I'm from Ontario. So I studied kinesiology, but I was not an athlete. I was an athlete before I went to university. That's just a whole other story. Yes, it always. All right, friends, we're bringing it back in because I had not one, but two packages delivered in the past five minutes and the dog was going crazy. So uh, Amanda and I were just talking about this interesting coincidence that I studied kinesiology at McMaster University and you studied human kinetics at UBC, which we didn't even know we had that in common. Right. The other thing I want to mention, Amanda, that is so funny is that, you know, I also grew up with that same like natural born leadership. Like I was told by a lot of people that I was a natural born leader, but it took me a really long time to figure out that what leadership truly is and what it truly looks like and um, really develop those skills. So I think this is a really interesting little side conversation we can have about, you know, are leaders born or made? Like yeah. what, what do you think about that? Being yeah. that you've always had these leadership qualities as well. Well, you know, it, it's interesting because we all have built-in talents. Like we have innate talents built in with us. It's a matter of sensing and and being able to, uh, I guess, look at the onion, like peel peel those layers and really get to the crux of everything and and figure out what is that that really drives you? What what gives you that passion and that purpose? And, and over our lives, there's many purposes, right? We change and evolve based on the circumstances we're in. And so I think, I, I believe that leadership is made, right? When you get the necessary skill sets and you uh, surround yourself with people who also know how to lift you to that level that you're capable of and breathe belief into you, then you yourself become 
better. And and I believe that if we, everybody leads in some capacity, it's whether you choose to look at it from that standpoint or not, right? Well, I mean, if you have a family, you're you're leading your family every day, you're convincing them, you're even in sales, right? When you're, when you're trying to sell your child on what they're going to have for their lunch that you're packing or yeah. put on those socks and get out that door, um, you know, we all have those skills built in with us. It's that, that intuition, but also I think the intentionality of knowing what to look at and how to bring that to a whole nother level. So leadership is definitely something that anybody can be fantastic at. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so funny. You talk about being sales in your family. You know, our kids are honestly the best salespeople. I mean, my daughter took her three years to sell me on getting a leopard gecko, (laughs) (laughs) but we do, we have a leopard gecko now. So I feel, I don't know about your boys, if it's the same, you know, but if they're determined to get something, I feel like they just keep asking, right? That's right. Yeah. Ask and you shall receive. That's what what they say. But my eldest wants an owl for his birthday. I don't think that's happening. I know I'm very solutions. He wants an owl because of Harry Potter. Yeah. Okay. And then the youngest one would like uh, like a cobra snake or or something of that regard. Yeah. So, you know, really, we should be living on a farm. (laughs) (laughs) So then the owl can surmise. That's perfect, Amanda. Oh my gosh, Amanda. So how, like, honestly, how do you figure out being a parent? Um, I know you have a partner who works full time. Um, you're running this, you know, you're working with Maple Organics, like you're running the cheap sales for that. Um, you are doing your mindset work. You're doing your coaching work. You're being a mom, your author, you, as I heard, there's a book in the works, your own personal book. Yes. Tell us a little bit about how you leverage your time because I'm, I'm listening for me right now. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, um, I think that's the biggest thing is focusing on what are those needle movers? What are those massive action movers that are going to take you from where you are to where you want to be? So if this, then that, right. Um, and, and you have to sit in that space and you have to have I believe that quiet time. So whether it's a walk in nature where you can connect spiritually to, to what you're grateful for, that's what your gratitude, um, your podcast and your videos are all about, right? So it's, it's getting that inner energy and that gratitude for life and the gratitude for the smallest things. Um, and, and bringing that in full circle, then you're able to feel open to life's possibilities, right? And opportunities that come your way and see them from a different lens, a different standpoint. Where there's a problem, there's always a solution. And um, it's funny because Dean Graziosi and uh, uh, Tony Robbins, they just did a whole feature, right? They said, whatever is your mess, there's a message there. So if you lean into that, and you're able to extract the main points, you can help a greater audience, right? You can make greater impact. And I fully believed in that. So, you know, the first thing is harnessing your energy, making that connection, that gratitude so that you feel good about yourself. Because when you feel good about yourself, it's like Maslow's hierarchy that we learn in education and, and probably human kinetics. Um, you know, you have to have that basis. It's the self to get to self-actualization, which is the top of that pinnacle of a triangle. You first need to have love and your needs met and belonging, right? So when we have that, we can then move to the next level, right? So harnessing your your energy and then really honing in on what are those main things that keep you alive and vibrant and excited about life. And from that, what is going to take you to the next level? For most people, we all have financial goals and we all have financial needs and those have to be met, right? So we have to break that down and look 
at what is going to get us to where we need to be. Now, I've realized even in the, the mess that I went through in COVID and where I am now, I am so much happier, have so much purpose, even though then in, in my job, I had great sense of purpose and I, I knew where I was going, but it, it led me to a new level, right? So here's my purposes. I'm going to another level. So with any growth, there is pain, <laughs> um, right? There's, there's difficulties and there's struggles. And so you, you harness that and you honor where you're at and where you're going. And so if you have somewhere to keep going and you have that accountability mentor coach with you, they can help you get to that next level, right? So it's, it's the energy where you want to go. And then it's to leverage things. You have to then realize, okay, how much time do we have in the day? Well, we all have the same amount of time. Okay, so some people are making it, they're 10xing, 50xing, whatever. And then some of us are not yet there, but we have the skills and the capabilities. Maybe we just need to, you know, bring it, bring it forth in one area and be challenged in another to move in that direction, right? So with your time, um, that becomes very intentional and purposeful too. It's like, what am I spending my time on? And what can someone else do that frustrates me. I mean, for me, social media, if I could give, uh, and I love interacting with people. So I'm all about connection, but if I could give that part away, I would, right? So it, time or money. So if I could pay someone to do that, but right. still be me and still be able to connect with people and give that, um, that personal connection in a specific way, but have someone else managing all the busy parts of, of marketing and promotion and all those sorts of things, I would put that aside leverage my time by having someone else do that while I focus on the the creative, right? So if it's writing my book and having block time to focus on that or developing my new course, you cannot do that in a chaos, chaotic mode, right? Um, so I very much look at my time and then I have to crush it. Like I have to go, okay, this is my time. I plan it the night before so that I'm ready to go because unlike you, you are the guru of morning the morning person. <laughs> I've read the 5am book and I like, <laughs> ah, I grip my teeth, but I go, I can do an hour earlier. Yes. <laughs> However, you know, um, it, it's that management of time, right. Yeah. And, and focus. And then the, the focus and the leveraging, that's where that comes in. Cause what am I focusing on and what is, what am I handing off with clarity um, very clearly that I can then say, okay, I need this, 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 this done. And have someone else doing those aspects or setting up automation, which is my new fun, fun friend, uh, because I've been listening to a whole bunch of network marketing gurus and, and those, those types online that have done this for 10 years. And I'm going, right, so you've done this. You are where I want to be. What do I need to learn? Like, what can I absorb yeah. as a sponge? And so things like this, you know, developing my, um, my ad, Facebook ad campaign. I don't know if you can see. Oh, yeah. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Right? So, sorry, there. There's a lot of So, all of these aspects, there's a lot of details, and I have to write the copy, and I have to do a video, but it's really neat because I can get someone else to program that, and then I just have to run the ad and have things come in. But, needless to say, that took me a lot of time and many nights working on it, but I was, it didn't feel like work right? It was part of, I know I'm doing this because I want to go here, right? I want, I'm doing this so I can get that. Um, and so automation has become my friend. So where tech used to be my, oh, you know, my scary, my scary place, I've just learned to embrace it. 
We'll be right back to the podcast in just a few short moments. My friends, I have a gift for you. I created a beautiful gratitude meditation that you can download directly to your phone. What I love about this gratitude meditation is that it's a great way to start your day. And I encourage you to turn your phone on airplane mode before you go to sleep. And the nice thing about having a meditation that's downloaded to your phone is that you don't need to turn your phone off airplane mode before you start your day with gratitude. So to access this gratitude meditation, please visit bit.ly forward slash gratitude love letter. It's all one word and gratitude, love, and letter are all capitalized. So that's bit.ly forward slash gratitude love letter. As a bonus, I'll be sharing with you my weekly gratitude love letter into your inbox. It's something that will bring joy and happiness and of course, gratitude to your inbox every single week. That way you'll never miss another episode of the podcast. You'll hear about other podcasts and blogs and articles that I find interesting and want to share with you. And I also share some of my favorite photos that I've taken that week. So if we're not connected on social media, you'll get the best of wake up with gratitude in your inbox as well. All right, friends, let's get back into this episode of the podcast. So Amanda had just finished sharing some of the really incredible ways that she's leveraging her time. And I think just to summarize, the most important thing, first of all, is to have clarity on what you're doing and where you're going and knowing what your passions and your strengths are and focusing there. Um, You mentioned outsourcing um, and so getting someone else to do the things that you don't do as well as, you know, as someone else could. So you're either going to spend your time or your money and that's deciding what's most important. And then you mentioned uh, automations, which yes, automations definitely make life a lot easier for sure. So these are really great strategies for any, not just entrepreneurs, but busy parents, right? Where in my life can I outsource? I have to say that, you know, we invested to get a, a wonderful woman who cleans our home. And it's not that we can't spend that time, but it made more sense for, cause my husband works full time and he also does streaming part-time on Twitch. Right. And you know, me with my business, like my hours are kind of all over the place and I fit it yeah. in whenever I can. And we have a child that we homeschool. So it made sense to pay yes. someone else and she does a great job. She does a better job than we do. Um, right. right. So it made sense for us to, to leverage out that task for sure. So exactly. I agree with you. There's a, uh, and it's hard sometimes, right? When you're not making a lot of money in your business, you're like, can I really outsource? But it's like, but if your expertise are here and you're spending all your time over here, how are you going to make more money, right? That's right. And and you can find little ways to chip away and still have joy. I mean, I, ha- I had a bad habit. Well, it's not a bad habit, but um, I love Starbucks, right? So that's just something about me. And so now I use it as a treat, like a reward, right? So um, as part of my habit, sometimes Starbucks rewards me for a free drink. And I'm like, yes, if I get this, this, this done, I'm going to go grab that. I'm going to go on a walk. And and I get so excited about that. Um, it's the littlest things. And, and other times I think, okay, I need to get this done. So if I you know, just scrap that for a week that pays for it right there. If I were to go have gone every day. Right. And so you find, I think you find creative ways. If you want something bad enough or you want your circumstances to change and you want to be in a different place, 
you make the changes, right? So, well, and also when you think about it, if you're employing someone else, right, you're also helping economically. You might be helping someone with their own economic situation. You might be helping them to, you know, maybe that person just needs one more client to make their ends meet, right? So there's also the other side of it is that by leveraging your and outsourcing things that you're not as good at. Like, it's really interesting. I didn't outsource my audio for my podcast for the first year. I did it myself. And I thought, you know, I was like, oh, I can't, you know, I can't afford to pay for my podcast, but I was like, I can't afford to spend three hours doing the audio when this audio engineer that I, that lives in my community. So I'm like literally supporting local. He can do it in like an hour right? So I'm paying him what he's worth for his time. And then I get, I gained back the three hours. So I actually saved money. If you, if you look exactly. at it that way. Right. And if you look at it that way, you feel good about it, I right? Feel good about it. Exactly. I do feel really good about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Amanda, before we started recording, you shared about a really difficult challenge that you went through um, with a school that you were working with and a really difficult legal situation um, I'd love to, if you're open to sharing just a little bit about kind of what happened and then how did you get through it and come to the other side? Cause we're seeing you on the other side yes. of a very difficult and challenging situation. And I, I just love to hear a little bit about that story. Sure. Sure. Well, you're seeing me on the other side. Um, I guess it's been one year. Uh, it was May, no, it was April 27th, uh, 2020, uh, when I was at go and within one week I had already made a decision as to, you know, what I'm going to do. Uh, I could have one day, one pity party. And then I saw as things transpired, you know, it, it just validated for me that our core values weren't in line where I thought they were, um, having seen what had gone on a few days afterwards. And that was okay. You know, I was committed to the community and the staff and the faculty, the parents and the whole thing. Um, and so I just realized, hey, I'm me. I can still be me. I can still give the value that I would have given internally to such, it, well, a smaller group. It was a large group. Um, but now I can offer this to the world. So I can go online and COVID has taught us that. And so let go of those self-limiting beliefs that I don't like to do video and I'm not good at this and I'm not, and and just, just do it, right? Like Nike says, just do it. So um, that a week later, literally, I was already working on a website with a web designer. I was writing copy. I was doing Mindset Monday. And that inspiration actually came from what I was doing internally at the school that I was part of is that many people, once I had one-on-one -on -one conversations with them, and I did this yearly with part of their professional growth plans, is that I looked at personal and professional development. And Jim Collins, good to great, right? He talks mm -hmm. about a hedgehog concept and how you have to have all of those things in line and ikigai what are those Japanese terms it talks about like what are you excited about like what are you passionate about what gets you out of bed in the morning what does the world need what are you good at you know um, what helps you make money and put those things together and find your sweet spot and so I would do that with the faculty every year and then I would find out personally where they wanted to be and professionally where they wanted to be and even if it wasn't in alignment with where we were I was able to help them extract and pull out the necessary aspects of their role or position or job and, and make it, bring it to life and make it exciting and have them look forward to where do they want to go? Do they want to progress within our organization or is there something bigger? Like they need professional development that would make their life that much more richer. And in fact, because they would have a, a great personal and professional life and feel like they're fed, they give that energy to the students. And that's what I wanted was the end goal was to get 
everyone to where they needed to be so that we were happy and productive and, and an efficient team and working as a team, right? So um, that was really important to me. And we were able to do those things. And so I just took what I was doing and created Mindset Monday and saying, right, I want to stay in that mindset. I don't want to be focusing on all that messy, you know, negative stuff. And I'll take my mess and I'll make it into a message. And really what happened was, you know, um, jumping into a role that had, uh, that I did not know at the time had some pre-existing conditions, (laughs) let's say, that weren't on the paperwork, that weren't, uh, you know, in, in, plain view and in eyesight that you wouldn't be able to look at. What um, was the role that you had at the school? Uh, I was the chief executive officer. Oh. So I was leading the whole team. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I missed that part of the story. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, okay, that's a lot. Okay. Continue. So you missed, there was more to the story. Yeah. Yeah. We had um, a philanthropist that we'd always been told was giving, giving heavily to the school. And so we relied on that funding and that support. Um, and then oh. what turned out is that there, uh, that message became a mess. <laughs> and then back to my message, <laughs> because it wasn't in fact that way. And so we had individual lawsuits coming across the table and one that I was specifically named in and, and the principal because we were on the website. And so we took our names down and that was only to gain some leverage uh, that actually people had invested in something that, you know, was not actually um, what was brought to the table and wasn't, wasn't part of it. So, you know, I had to work on the, not only just losing my position and where I was at because of COVID and finances and the whole bit. But then I had to, you know, recreate, jump back in, figure out what I really wanted to do. It was my time to reset mm. and, and figure out my new purpose um, and, and leverage that as well as fight, you know, existing battles in the background. So I've always just in my time in that role, my time in life in general, I've always just had that um, solution focused mindset Okay. When difficulties have arisen or things that I think are completely absurd, I usually laugh. My go-to is, oh my gosh, this is how exciting. Like, or I'd be like, oh, excellent. Oh, good. You know, another situation that we have to deal with, right? And I would then, you know, go into solution mode. But I would look at it from, okay, I'm alive. My life's not ending. What's the next right action? What's the next right action? And so, that's how I kept going. And we had humor attached, you know, uh, the faculty and staff had said, oh, you're going to gain your, uh, your gold runners by the end of the year. And there were, there were funny things oh built in with that because I had been running around and having to deal with things that no one should have to deal with, but I was doing that. And I was doing that quietly without, um, you know, any sort of help and support from above. So, you know, it, wow. it, it really boils down to mindset. Like I am yeah. such a big proponent of that because you, you can get through things. You can move through things and you are stronger than you, you think, and you believe you just, you have to believe it. <laughs> For sure. Amanda, that getting through something that big in really in a short time, deciding like to go forward, because this could have taken you off the rails for oh. months, maybe years. So let's, as we sort of start to wrap things up, I really want to hear about what are the things that Amanda does to feed your mindset, like on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, because you do have this incredible mindset, which is one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the podcast. So what are you doing to, what kind of habits do you have to feed your mindset? Yeah, good question. Um, Well, you have a wake up with a gratitude podcast. And I think that is essential. Everybody's way of connecting with gratitude is different. Mm -hmm. Um, but you need to find that 
what whatever that might be, you can be grateful for the fact. I don't, I don't love being out in the rain. Um, I don't mind it. But if I look at it from a different point of view, whereby, you know, oh, it's feeding the plants. I don't have to water today. That's <laughs> excellent. Um, you know, I look, I look at it from, I love the sound of the rain hitting, hitting the window. Um, it, there's always, always something to be grateful. So you, you need to train yourself and train your mind to find those things. And you don't have to write them down. It's better to write them down because you can then go back and reflect. But if you're not going to do anything, I'd rather you, even just when you wake up, take a couple moments and think, right, I'm awake, I'm alive. You know, there's there's other things happening in the world. There's COVID and people are losing their lives. Like I am happy that I am healthy and alive. I mean, there is power in in just that, right? Um, That you have the freedom to do what you want to do when you want to do it. I'm grateful for my children and healthy and they're, you know, even if they're jumping around and providing chaos and thinking, right, they're happy, right? They're, they're, they're kids, they're alive. I'm up, um, connect to love. The love is, is one of my key core values. If you can find love in other people, I mean, even if they are grumpy and they pass you by in a day, right? It's incumbent upon you to, to give that because you don't know what the person in front of you has been through. And something very upsetting could have occurred. And if you were that one bright light in their day, um, great. So it, for me, it's a giving standpoint. And um, so gratitude that I, I wake up that way. I go to bed that way. Um, and then in the morning, I always make sure I, I eat a healthy breakfast and I provide that for my children as well. So that morning connection is very important. I get to see my children in the morning before they go to school. And then I get to see them right when they're done school. And I didn't have that before we had a live in au pair. So um, those are, that's part of my, my routine right off the bat. Then I have an exercise bike and I have certain tasks that I need to accomplish. I focus on those things first. And if I can do that while I'm exercising and multitask, I do. Um, And, and I try to hammer the things that I need and want to do first without looking at my email and other people's requests upon me um, before I tackle that, right? So I am very intentional uh, in in the way that I schedule my day. And then my crush up time is the children at school. So it's like nine to two in there. I I have to find time to eat my lunch, let the dogs out, (laughs) maybe take them for a walk. And they're my why too, because they keep me grounded. If, If I'm working at home, I need to remember to take a break. So every 50 minutes an hour, right? I've got to I've got to do that. That's part of my habit to train myself to give myself the energy and have that positive mindset so that I'm not just sitting and sedentary and working away 24/7 and I don't have any sort of joy. Um so that connection again to something greater than me uh, that I that I must do that I enjoy doing. Uh you know, there's wow. there's just so many aspects and I get really excited and that's kind of the geeky part of me is I listen to podcasts when I can. So if I am doing activities, um, having to put things together to mail them or quickly do the laundry or throw that in or clean something up, the podcast goes on, right? So I'm always feeding myself with positivity or new ideas. Um, and at the end of the night, my joy is reading for half an hour. My husband loves TV, but you know, we have our, our separate things and we're, we're good with that. But I just, I love absorbing new positive uh, ways that people think. I, and I really, truly just love people. So their stories and and how every, everyone connects, right? So I'm, I'm quite intentional as well on social media. 
I, I write in my planner what I need to do and what I need to post. And then when I need to connect and comment. So unless there's a big emergency, I, I won't be on there. Um, but I am intentional, very intentional with that too. So it's, it's, yeah, intentional block time and really paying attention to the aspects that keep me alive and vibrant and things that I can share. So Awesome. That was so helpful. Thank you so much, Amanda, for taking us through your day like that. I love it. You're welcome. Amanda, you have shared so much wisdom in a very short time. And I know that you, you create a lot of incredible content to inspire people, to direct people, to help them to learn. Where's the best place for people to connect with you? Oh, thanks for asking. Uh, so I would say my website, if you go okay. to amanda desilvacom on there, you will find my discover the discover your purpose course, and it could be purposes. You will have that for a lifetime, and you have a 365 uh, money money back guarantee because I believe in it so much. It's curriculum that I've completely designed. Mm-hmm. So it's a four-week course with a fifth-week bonus. Um, the first thing is mindset. Uh, the second part of that course is self-confidence and self-love by design, which are the things that I've talked about today. And then it's really honing in on your values and then energy and momentum. And finally, it's that clarity results and goal setting. So you can find that on my website and you can find tons of freebies uh, as well as the Mindset Monday that Um, Julie was referring to. Yes, I love the Mindset Monday. Totally free. Yeah, get on the Mindset Monday. Thank you so much, Amanda, for being with us today. Uh, It's been such a joy and I can't wait to share this with my community. Yay, my pleasure. Thank you for listening right to the end of the podcast. I hope this episode inspired you to choose to practice gratitude in different ways than you might have before. If you're not already following the podcast on your favorite app, all you have to do is click on the check mark or plus sign under the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast name to make sure that you're alerted of all the new episodes. If you really enjoy this podcast and want others to hear about it, it would mean so much if you could leave a review on your favorite app. Your review can help others to find the podcast and start to join us in choosing to wake up with gratitude every single day.